Welcome to Plug In For More, brought to you by EVUniverse.com. EVUniverse is your one-stop shop for all things related to the electric vehicle. Here on this podcast, our goal is to educate, inspire, and hopefully make your transition into the electric vehicle marketplace a lot less intimidating. And now, here are your hosts, Mike, Tom, and Bryant. Welcome to episode seven here, Brian. Kind of excited about this one. Me too. Um, Mike is not here with us today. Mike is off on another venture. He is doing some other creative things that are going to be coming out later and part of our umbrella that we're excited to show you once it comes down the road. But for now, it's just Brian and I are going to be talking about his new purchase and something that's kind of follow up to the last, the last episode. We're excited about it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited. So I think the last episode I was just mentioned, like kind of live, like, hey, this EV6 has caught my eye. I don't know much about it. But since then, I'm a proud owner of an EV6. I want to recap buying my first EV and what that experience was like. So since the last call, um, I researched a lot about the EV6. Uh, I was kind of nervous about it at first because it has a very distinctive style. And if you don't like that style, you're going to either love this car or you're going to hate this car. And in photos, it looks different than in, in real life. But what got me really, really interested in the EV6 was the fast charging infrastructure. It'll go from a 20% charge to an 80% charge in about 18 minutes if you're at a fast charger. And that's very fast. It's much faster than most EVs on the market. It's on par with Tesla, maybe not even a little bit better. Um, I also like the range, 320 miles. That's quite a that's quite a long range. That's also a little bit bigger than most uh, EVs on the market. It's fast. Uh, zero to 60 in four and a half seconds for the all wheel drive wind version, which is the one I got. And then the most important thing I thought was the driving feel. So reading all the reviews, you can turn down regenerative braking, you can make it feel like a car and being a car enthusiast like myself, I really wanted a car that drove like a, like a car and not driving like a laptop on wheels, like some of the EVs you hear um, on the marketplace drive like. So those are the things that appealed to me. And then the price was very, very reasonable. It's about, you know, $20,000 less than a similar size Tesla. And right up there, a little bit cheaper than the e-tron I had on order. But uh, it's not a cheap car. The, the sticker on mine was um, 54 so it's not like it's cheap. But you're not talking 70 80 90 with some of the higher-end cars on some of the EVs and, and Teslas on the market. So those checked all the boxes for me, Tom. You know, on paper, I think I'm with you. And I know we talked about a little bit in the last episode that we had some concerns about going with a Kia. And I'm gathering from you that maybe all those concerns were for naught and you're, you're over it. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is Kia changed its logo from the killed in action logo to the new Kia logo. <laughs> so uh, that's a whole different, you know, like generation of people now. So no, seriously, I think, you know, I was reading the reviews. It has a 100,000 mile 10 year warranty. Reading, you know, talking to neighbors that have the Telluride. I think Kia as a, as a brand is going through a transition. And yes, I will admit when I first bought the car, uh, people would ask me what I bought, and I said an EV6. I emitted the Kia from it, but now I'm now that I've had the car for a few weeks. I am I will proudly stick out my chest and say I, I have a Kia EV6. <laughs> and you know, so the last episode it was very much brought up, kind of uh, as just a, a, a on a whim idea. It wasn't, uh, hey, I'm really seriously thinking about this. And I remember to give you guys an inside look at how this went. It was just. Like we recorded on a Thursday and by a Friday, Bryant had one lined up 
that just sort of happened that like it was going to be like the next week he was going to get it. And it just happened very quickly. I got of nowhere, um, which by all other EVs, you're looking at six months to get them. So the fact that you got one that quick is impressive. Yeah. It's just, it just happened so quickly, I guess is what I'm getting. Yeah, Tom. I mean, as we were recording, I'm on the Kia website, literally reading some of the features and learning about it. And I saw there was two of them in Traverse City where we live. And so I, I got off, literally stopped the podcast, called the dealership and they said, well, sorry, those are both sold. Would you like to order one? And I said, well, how long would it be in six months? Like you, like you mentioned, Tom. And I'm like, okay, well, mm-hmm. you know, send me the specs. I'll, I'll order one. I'm interested and I can always cancel the order. Right. So I wasn't fully committed. And then I started going to Facebook forums and joined the EV6 owners group and Sure enough, there is a Detroit dealership um, that posted two Kia EV6s coming in in the following week, and they hadn't been spoken for yet. And so a $500 deposit later, I was like, wow, I might actually be getting an EV6 next week. I was I was a little bit like, okay, I really now this is starting to become real. I need to research this car a little bit more. <laughs> Sounds like something I would do. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, but it's kind of funny. I had a little bit more time to research than I expected because twice Tom and I were going to go down, like I like I mentioned, it's about a four and a half hour drive away. Um, but the EV six was delayed in shipment. So we knew it had been unloaded from, um, Tacoma, Washington, and it was somewhere between Tacoma, Washington and Detroit, Michigan, but we didn't know where it was. And so we had to wait twice. We had to push out our dates twice. Um, but I was, I was still, still in. And then during that time, I was still nervous, like I mentioned, about the design because it's a very different design. And there happened to be one of the ones in Traverse City. I was driving back from an appointment with my daughter, and I happened to actually be on the phone with Mike. And I saw it, and I was like, hold on. And I did a huge U-turn in the middle of all these all these cars. My wife's yelling at me. I held up traffic, and I saw it. And it was the exact <laughs> car I'd bought, uh, silver, steel gray. And I looked at it. I FaceTimed Mike. And uh, I liked the design. So I was like, okay, now I'm fully in. I can I can see myself driving this car. So you're talking about this, and I know we had a few delays on it. And one thing that I thought was pretty laughable through this is, you know, I can order a set of scrub brushes from Amazon, and I can have a tracking number and know pretty much where they're at anywhere in the country, no matter what I ordered. But you've got a $50,000 car that was lost someplace across the continent. No one really knew where it was. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Is, is that what I understand? It was exactly right. And even uh, Sean, my sales guy, who I, who I like, and I'll talk about him in a minute, and maybe we'll have him on another podcast. He was actually going to text me and say, hey, man, like it's going to be pushed out again. He's literally writing the text when the car showed up on the trailer. And so I, instead, I got a picture of it on the trailer. And I was like, holy crap, this is awesome. So uh, <laughs> to your point, no, no idea where it was for two weeks. That's amazing to say the least yeah exactly it gave me anxiety but it also gave me time to research and so i spent a lot of time online you know i'll just walk through maybe some of those tips for people that are looking to buy their new ev yeah. and i'll put i'll have a blog post and some other things on this on this guys but um really the things um that i was finding online had me questioning some things and so i stayed in great contact with my sales rep at, at kia sean and I was really lucky to have him because he was really interested in learning with me. So we, we kind of came together. You know, I don't think all sales mm-hmm. uh, um, reps would do this because he had never sold an EV6. It was his first one. And so we kind of researched together. But some of the things I uncovered was it does not come with its own battery charging cable. And that was an insight that I did not realize until three days before we went to go pick up the car. So I would have driven it home. 
and I had no way to charge at my house, and that would have been a problem. But I did pick up, uh, <laughs> yeah, that would have been a big problem. I did pick up a level one charger that just plugs into the normal outlet in my garage. And I'm still using that, actually, because my level two charger is still on back order. And um, so that was one learning. And a question to ask is, does your vehicle actually come with a charging cable? Because the EV6s do not. I believe the new Teslas starting in July or August will not. Yeah, because that's something we've talked about before in the podcast, where we typically will assume that all new vehicles are going to come with at least at the very base level, that level one charger. I know the Mach-E that I'm getting does. But I think with your EV6, that was the first that we'd heard of, like, oh, wait, this maybe isn't a thing. And it's going to be ever-changing, and we know that. But um, also not a deal-breaker. No. It shouldn't concern people. You should just be prepared for yeah, it. Yeah, just be prepared. My my charger was $100. bucks. i will do, I'll do, we'll do maybe an episode on that or a, or a um, blog post on that. But it was 100 bucks on Amazon. I got here, you know, in two days, so that was fine. I think, you know, the second one was the software updates. And so there's a bunch of software updates and making sure your vehicle has oh. the right software updates really matters. And so that was something too of well, what software updates does this Kia have and making sure the Kia dealer actually knew that they had a software update. And that, so that was the second one. Um, you know, the third one was, we've talked about it, but really figuring out what kind of charger from um, a charging network on a highway perspective does my car work on? And that gave me a little bit of like anxiety because I know it won't work on a Tesla's charging network, but we've kind of made fun of Mike before and like the J1772 and these other things. But now that I had a car that I actually owned, I needed to start paying attention to that. It's like, okay, will it charge from this J1772 and all these other charging types? And so I spent a lot of time learning about what kind of chargers, because if you're on the road, you need to know, like, I'm going to stop at this charging spot. Will that actually, will the plug fit my car is is a question. Right. You didn't have an adapter on board either when we were coming we back. We did nothing so, yeah. on board. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We had no adapters. We didn't have a charging <laughs> cable. We put all of our faith into the public networks of chargers. And then I think the last thing is if you're, you know, maybe it's unique, you know, dri- driving a car back four and a half hours, but how do you kind of map out where to stop and charge? And so, you know, I had a, I had a lot of research into that that the EV6 specifically has that built into the navigation system. But I was also curious, and so there's a few apps out there. Um, a Better Route Planner is the one I actually used. I typed in the address of the dealership to my house, and it told me that we need to stop in, in Bay City, Michigan at an Electrify America charger for eight minutes. And so I knew that. Um, but then I downloaded PlugShare, which is another app, because I was starting to see there's a bunch of chargers around our local town, Traverse City, which were broken. And so I wanted two sources to verify that these chargers were actually real and functioning um, and the Kia app. So I felt, okay, I've got three apps telling me like there's a charging spot here. There's reviews that say it's working. So I, I started to feel more comfortable, but that was, that was a lot of the research I did pre pre um, purchase. And then, uh, so Tom and I, we drove down and uh, we picked up the car and Tom, when we, when we pulled in, you know, it was your first time, I believe seeing an EV six in person. Like what was your reaction? You know, I thought the fit and finish was impressive. Um, it was better than what I expected from a Kia. And I mean, I know we talked about that last episode and I don't want to keep bagging on the brand, but, um, I think it's important that we really spell out that it feels nice and the fit and finish is it's good. You know, we spent some time taking some pictures and some videos of the car there, you know, at, at the lot, but, um, 
you know, getting through that purchase process and the first impressions overall, I, I, I was pleased with it. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you. Thanks, man. Thank you. And I thought the same thing. I was very impressed. The interior is nice. You know, all those things like I was worried about were fine. And so we spent, I think, probably a lot longer at the dealership than we I mean, had to because we were doing some filming and talking. But um, there's a lot of learning right. to do on this car, right? And so some of the questions I had, I had asked the Sean, the sales managers, can you show me exactly all these like cool features? You know, specifically, there is some around how do you actually like charge the car? Can you like physically help me figure that out? Where's the charge port? How does it work? The app is critical. So we had to download the app, connect it to the car. There's a lot of features the app has, like starting and stopping charging remotely. Um, it tells you if your doors are unlocked. It tells you about, you know, the software updates. So I wanted to make sure the app was working really well before I left. Um, and then the Kia EV6 comes with uh, a thousand hours of free charging at Electrify America. So I want to make sure that was all set up and working. Cause we're going to be stopping at Electrify America. And then lastly, there's just a lot of features unique to an EV6. They have the, they call it the LV2. I sound like Mike a little bit using those things, but that's what it's called. <laughs> um, it basically lets you run an extension cord from your vehicle and power other things, such as, you know, if you're camping or if your power, if your house loses power, you could run your refrigerator. I wanted to learn how to do that, obviously, before we left. Yeah, so the LV2 is actually a really cool feature that not a lot of EVs have, is that bi-directional charging that allows you to output electricity from your car to another source. Like, I know the Mach-E doesn't have it, but the Lightning does. I think the new Silverado uh, EV will have something along the same lines as well. But it's a cool feature, and it's not necessarily standard on all electric vehicles. And I think it's cool that the EV6 has it. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Tom. It's unique. And uh, when you get your Mach-E, if you ever run out of battery, I can come charge you up for you. So it's <laughs> it's like rescuing another EV, Can't potentially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's different. You know, normally you buy a new car, and you just kind of get the features, but they're all pretty standard and you drive away in maybe 20 mm -hmm. minutes. And I would say, like I said, we spent longer than we needed to, but I would guess buying a new EV, if you've never bought one before, you're probably gonna be at the dealership a good hour, maybe hour and a half walking through, especially if you want to make sure all your apps and all your stuff work. Um, you know, one kind of funny, funny thing when we, when we rolled up just like normal extended warranties, right? And so uh, the extended warranty, <laughs> was pushed pretty heavily and you know i was it was commented on of like well if your transmission or you know your belts or some of those things like your engine you know has a problem this extended warranty will cover it and i tried to say it humbly as possible that this car has none of those things and um that was that was very comical and funny they haven't been able to figure out how to pivot their salesmanship on extended warranties for for EVs, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah. I think you're right. It's focusing more on the wheels and tires and potentially the battery components and the electronics, maybe not the transmission that, that does not have. So, right. Um, oh, and the free oil changes, you know, that doesn't apply either. So, <laughs> you're listening to the Plug In for More podcast. If you're looking for information on electric vehicles, electric vehicles components, or information on how to reduce your carbon footprint, Look no further than EVUniverse.com. EVUniverse.com is your one-stop shop for all things related to electric vehicle. All right, so once Tom and I picked up the vehicle, um, range anxiety. That was a real thing for me. 
Uh, the second I left the dealership lot, it was fully charged. So the range was 319 miles or 317 miles. It was really good, but it started ticking down pretty quickly. And since I had never charged an electric vehicle in my entire life, I was hoping and praying that our first stop at the Electrify America station would actually work. And uh, so anyway, range anxiety continued 75, 80 miles an hour. That pleats the battery pretty good. So I was kind of on the conservative side and I drove like 72 miles an hour. Um, but once we got to... Conservative is very generous. <laughs> All right, Tom, tell them the real story. Like what mode was I on the whole time? Right. So the ED6 has three modes for driving. You've got your sport, which is the car is going to give you everything it's got. You've got normal, which I think speaks for itself. And then eco, which is synonymous for old man driving. Now, Brian kept his EV6 in the old man driving mode, eco mode, for the entirety of the ride <laughs> up until we made it like roughly like an hour away from Traverse City. That is a true statement. And uh, you're right. Like the all wheel drive has two motors. The eco just has one engaged. I did not engage the second motor until then. But it was real. I mean, people talk about range anxiety and it, it's true. It's, it was a real thing. But um, we got to Electrify America. And White waved my phone. Actually, it took me a few minutes to figure out actually where to wave your phone because there's two spots. And I've uh, got it charging. And this is the part that surprised me. Tom and I went into the mire there, went to the restroom. We got a, a, a drink. And we were still kind of looking around for maybe some food. And the car texted me and said, it's done charging. And I was like, whoa, eight minutes. Eight minutes sounds like a lot. But we had kind of timed ourselves on the way down. We spent about 13 minutes at a gas station just getting gas and going to the bathroom. And so it was eight minutes is actually very, very quick Tom, What was your thoughts? No, I was impressed with it. And that was, you know, plenty of charge from that point to get us back to your house. Mm -hmm. If we had chose to do that. Yes. And I guess the EV six isn't unique to this feature, but it is something where the fast charging speed that the battery of that car allows is significant. It'll allow for up to that 300 kilowatt hour kilowatt per hour charge. Whereas some vehicles don't allow for that much. Maybe similar vehicles only allow for up to 150 kilowatt hours uh, of charging speed, but it's, it's quick and it makes it so that the charging time spent is insignificant. The most inconvenient part about it was that the charging station was on the outskirts of the parking lot and you had to walk across the parking lot to get to the mire. Yep. Like that's, that's it. Yep. Yeah, I would agree. So having the first charge in, I was I feeling a little bit better, and so I, I went 78 miles an hour, but I still kept in eco mode. And, uh, you know, the driving, though, was... Speed demon. <laughs> the driving was fun, though. Um, all, the, all the conversations around it's fun to drive, the feel of the car lived up to the hype. It didn't feel like driving a laptop. You can turn on and off regenerative braking, four different levels. Um, the car just has this really good feel towards it, and on the freeway... It felt awesome. So the further home I got, the more I was like, this car is really, really cool. It looks cool. It drives nice. It charges fast. It was checking all the, I had no buyer's regret, no buyer's remorse. And um, we had a de little debate though, because I also didn't want to come home with like a 10% battery because I never used my home charger. I checked my Amazon package to your point earlier, Tom, and it was delivered. So I knew there was a charger mm -hmm. at my house. <laughs> However, I 
wasn't quite sure if it would work. So we did make a second stop. Oh, and by the way, I'm super cheap um, because charging is free with Electrify America. <laughs> so we did make a second stop in Cadillac, Michigan, about an hour away and stopped in Electrify America station and charged the battery you know, significantly. We, we spent the whole 18 minutes there doing from 20% up. Actually, I think we got into the 90% range. But right before we pulled in, since I know my friend Tom so well, I did put it in sport mode to see what it felt like because I, I, we were going to switch drivers and let Tom drive. And I knew that he would hold it over me for the rest of my entire life if he was the first person to drive my car in sport mode. So, uh, Tom, what was your uh, what was your impressions when you took the wheel? I felt like the car was very solid um, and it's very quick. Um, I don't know what eco mode feels like. I went straight to sport mode. And uh, as soon as we pulled out into the roadway from the, the charging station, it was 100% acceleration. And I kept it there for, uh, the, pretty much the whole way home. But the car is lightning quick. And um, it stays hooked up. It feels balanced. It, it's, it's nice. Granted, it's a brand new car. You know, I, I would expect that. Um, I hope it stays tight and solid. Um, but I don't see any reason why it won't. But it, I, I was impressed. Um, one of the things that I did think was kind of fun with it, I did switch back and forth between the different driving modes. And I'm assuming it's maybe a, a theatrics that the Kia does. But if you are in eco mode and then you switch to normal, you feel like a little surge of power. And like even if you haven't moved your pedal at all or your foot on the accelerator pedal, you, you feel like a lurch forward. And then if you go to sport, you get another lurch forward where it's like throwing more power at the car. Um, your gauge cluster lighting changes. So it goes from blue to green, you know, to kind of give you that sense of like, okay, now things are getting serious, but, or, you know, I forget the colors. Yeah. You can, it goes green it, and it uh, sports are red. So, yeah. Right. So you go from green to red, you know, letting you know that things are getting serious. It, handled great and you know i drove it primarily in the dark i was impressed with the headlights they're leds they light up the roadway well um we saw lots and lots of deer which made me a little bit nervous yes we did we didn't hit any so that was good um but i think it made a solid choice and it was a fun trip and it was a you know plenty of room in the back seat when i rode there for a while it's just it's roomy it's not going to check every single box for every car that somebody needs but i think it for like a get around family vehicle, if you've got two or three kids to throw in the back, it's got plenty of room. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. And, um, you know, Tom, uh, Tom definitely took the, that's the other reason why I stopped in charge guys, because I knew Tom would drive this way and uh, I would have been home on fumes. But my favorite, um, my favorite quote was when we pulled into the parking lot where Tom's car I said, see, aren't you glad we stopped in charge one more time, even though we could have made it home. Cause I knew you were going to drive it that way, Tom. And you're like, I would have driven that way anyway. <laughs> I, I think uh, people underestimate my uh, willingness to take risky chances. Yeah. So hey, that's what I appreciate about you. <laughs> um, I guess the finishing the story up a little bit, I pulled in my driveway, you know, my wife and daughter and everyone were kind of sleeping. So they didn't get a chance to see the car, but I un unpackaged the level one charger from Amazon and plugged it in and boom, it worked. So I was, I was pretty excited. I didn't really need a charge because nice. I was coming home like at 80%, but I just wanted to see if it would work. And, you know, since then, it's been about two weeks. Uh, continued to be impressed. Continued to love the car. We had a few 90-degree days, and that has the ventilated seats. And I never had ventilated seats before. And that was that was nice because the leather was black inside. Um, I'm charging 
pretty much every evening because I don't drive a lot for I work from home. I don't drive a lot. I drive maybe 20 miles a day. So I'm charging every evening for a few hours. I'm at level one more than enough. It turns off automatically. Um, passing people, very easy with the car. You put it in sport mode and you can go around three or four cars very easily. <laughs> a lot of torque, a lot of get up and go. And then uh, recently, this week, I actually had some work folks in from out of town and um they were really interested in the car, and so I took them for a ride, put it in sport mode, and test out the zero to sixty times. And they were all flown, blown back in their seat, and you know, blown away by the car. And and even one of them has a Tesla on order, and he's like, "Oh man, I can't wait to get my Tesla." But man, if I have to wait like another six months for my Tesla, maybe I'll get this car instead. So I'm uh, I'm pretty impressed. Do you have to account for extra time when you go places now because people are going to want to stop and talk to you? Yes. I ran into this yesterday. Tom and I were meeting and um, I was caught up at the coffee shop because this I was actually um, surprised this older gentleman in the 70s came up to me and usually that's not people that are interested in electric cars, but he saw it was an electric vehicle and we chatted for like a good 10 minutes and we would have been able to talk for an hour if he, uh, if I said, "Hey, I really, I'm already late for an appointment. I got to run." But he was super fascinated by the tech. You know, the, he believes that's the future of vehicles, and he wanted me to take a, you know, walk around the car, look at it. You know, he wanted to see what the engine looked like. I'm like, well, "There's no engine." So we opened up the front, and there's nothing there. You know, mm-hmm. except a small storage compartment. And he was blown away and was asking me like, "Well, how? You know, like, what if I was going to buy an electric vehicle? Could I like, could I drive it around town like you are?" I'm like, "Yeah. I mean, I've never used." at a public charger since we got at home because I just leave every morning. 80% charge just gives me about 225 miles. I don't drive that in a day. So every day I'm coming home and charging. Well, and that's, that's good to, uh, you know, spread the word a little bit and make it, make it part of the normal conversation. But it's, I think a lot of people are going to be scared of that idea. And like, you're, like you said, you're not going to charge at a public charging station in your own town unless you've had some sort of mitigating circumstance or you had some poor planning. Like, yep, you're gonna be fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm excited because we'll we'll talk about this maybe on another podcast. But I'm taking my daughter and three students down to the Grand Rapids Zoo, so it's about a two-hour drive one way, so four hours round trip. And I'm curious to see um, on that side of the state, there's not as many fast chargers, so I'll be at. Mm. Uh, level three is the fastest chargers we stopped out on the way home from detroit there's only one um in cadillac there's zero in grand rapids michigan which i was actually very very surprised um, Weird. so it's gonna be interesting staying uh, closer to level two chargers which are still fast but they're not level three so they're not super fast so we'll have to talk about that but that's another kind of interesting thing and uh and then yeah i think getting getting more comfortable with some of the tech features of the car, specifically how to upgrade the software myself. I don't have to take it to a dealer. Um, I, I want to talk about that. And then um, figuring out some of the self-parking. I'm a little bit nervous uh, to do the self-parallel parking oh. stuff. I just, I'm a control freak. So I have the lane assist, I have the self-drive. I have all that stuff turned off. And uh, anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to burst that bubble sometime. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're driving on a Grand Rapids tomorrow, and I was looking at gas. It was like what four sixty a gallon or whatever it is. Like, oh my god! Yep. I put one hundred and three dollars in the truck yesterday. Oh, that's like, that's a thing. Uh, well, I don't think I I don't think I mentioned this. Maybe I did in my life. Well, no, I haven't since. So the electricity, um, 
there's a couple of rebates, but the electricity, my electricity provider is going to lower my rate to charge between 11 p.m. and 6 a.m. And I'm curious, it hasn't yeah. happened yet specifically. I need to get like my registration and my level two charger and all that installed first. But I'm curious to see what my bill is going to be um, for that. And, you know, Tom and I did on the way to Detroit, we rented a Kia Soul because I figured I'm going to pick up a Kia. Might as well, <laughs> might as well drive down in a Kia. But um, we spent $41 in gas on the way down one way. And the way back, charging was free. Like I mentioned, it comes with a thousand hours. A thousand kilowatt hours, but if we had to pay for charging, it would have been nineteen dollars. So, round trip, we would have spent eighty dollars in gas and approximately forty dollars in electricity if we were paying for all of it. So that's also interesting, and we'll see what my electric bill is. Driving twenty miles a week, I'm estimating I'll be about twenty-two dollars a month, roughly twenty miles a day, roughly. That Electrify America fast charger price was like forty three cents a kilowatt hour. I think you're right, Tom. Yep. When you're on those commercial fast chargers, it is significantly more expensive energy than if you were purchasing it through your your home yeah. electric provider. Good point. Like twelve cents an hour at home versus forty three cents on the road, which is again fair. It's still half the price of gasoline, at least at that time. You know, I, I forget what. The, prices of gas were that day when we did the trip i think it was just shy of four dollars a gallon i think you're right i think it was like 399 uh, 389 yeah yeah right and a far cry from what it is today i'll continue to learn stuff and the rebates and all those things i'll continue to talk on the other podcasts about it um when i get my level two charger installed that'll be interesting so anyway i'm still learning even though i've had it for two weeks but by the way my range anxiety is zero now zero no range anxiety, none. So are you out of eco mode? Have you just forgot about it now? I will I will default to normal mode most of the time. And uh, sport mode, like that car, you know you know the feeling of the car when it wants to go. Sport mode is going to get me a ticket. Right. <laughs> I look down, I'm like, oh, crap, I'm going at 75 <laughs> and like at 55. <laughs> and so I try to stay out of sport mode unless I'm passing because the car just does not want to go below like 60 in sport mode it does egg you on in sport mode i'll give you that it it feels like uh the car is just begging for more but yeah exactly which is what i like about the car yeah. um but yeah we'll see we'll see uh what happens from this next trip with no level threes well sorry to one on the way but i'm gonna have to stop at a level two yeah. somewhere and we'll be i'll be curious to see how that works well, well cool brian i appreciate you sharing like this this is exciting. I'm super happy you got into one. And I'm glad you still like it. And I'm glad things are going well. And I really look forward to hearing more as you learn more about the car and we get further down the road with it. And I hope people at home are listening and give the EV6 a chance. If it's something that hasn't been on your radar, I hope it is now. And if you guys are thinking about it, just don't be scared. I rushed into it and did it on a whim because I wanted that car. I have no regrets. And whenever you drive past a gas station, you kind of just chuckle. Well, have a great day, Bryant, and uh, it's good talking. Thanks, to you. Tom. Thank you for listening to Plug In for More. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, check out the one-stop EV marketplace, EVUniverse.com. Until next time.